If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Call 1-800-941-2358 to speak with a treatment advisor. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse, for young adults, for adults 50-plus, for LGBTQ patients who wish to seek treatment without worry of stigmas, a confidential program for first responders and military, and a faith-based program. Recovery Centers of America accepts patients 24-7 and is in network with most insurance providers. Don't wait. Call 1-800-941-2358. 800-941-2358. Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 60th time, I am not Joe Flacco. It is week three. This is not Joe Flacco, the podcast. Doug is back. We are potting from, or not we, Doug is podcasting from a literal bathroom. The dedication this man shows to bring you guys the football, to bring you guys the fun, uh, to give you something to listen to on the way to, well, you don't go to school right now. You're homeschooling on the way to work. Okay. You probably don't go to work because everybody's working from home just to bring you something. The dedication. Anyways, we're breaking down all the games. A couple notes from stuff that I forgot to bring up. Um, uh, Mitch Trubisky's career uh, is over in Chicago at this point. There's no, I mean, do you, how badly would Nick Foles have to play to give that job back to, to Mitch Trubisky? I mean, this was the perfect spot for Foles. The perfect spot. He's got a good play caller. Play caller he's used to because Nick Foles, you know, played under Andy Reid for a little bit. Matt Nagy coached under Andy Reid. They run similar systems. So great system for Foles. They're able to come back against the Falcons. We talk about Dan Quinn. Uh, the Falcons, if they don't just, they should have just left him at the stadium. If not, they should fire him before breakfast tomorrow. Um, Todd Gurley had a nice day. Josh Allen. I talk about Josh Allen. I talk about kind of the fact that he's probably, you know, top five in the top five MVP so far in the season. The thing that stood out for me, because I wanted I dove into the numbers a little bit. And the thing that stood out for me was that the pressure rate. So the rate that he's under pressure this year, last year was like 23%. The year before was 29%. This year, it's only 17%, 16.9. So if that continues, Josh Allen might, might end up ha- might be able to keep stringing this together. So good for him. Uh, Browns are 500 for the first time in 75 years. Um, Allen Robinson, you poor bastard. I mean, Nick Foles is the Nick Foles is the best quarterback this guy's ever played with. Nick Foles is the best quarterback that Allen Robinson's ever played with. Um, some numbnuts tweeted out that about the Jefferson kid in in uh, Minnesota who had a monster day, 100 yards in the first half. So first time a Viking's done that since Randy Moss. At least first time a rookie's done that. That he had a first-round grade on him. Well, I should fucking hope so. I'm not even a college... I'm not I'm not a college guy, but I at least knew that that he was up there, right? That he was up there with Judy and, and C.D. Lamb and those guys. Uh, another rookie that had a nice day, Brandon Yuch, who had 100 all-purpose yards, uh, 70 through the air, 30 rushing, including a touchdown. Pats rushed for 250 yards, like a like a monster. And I, I'm just gonna rattle off some names. You'll it'll make sense to you here in a second. 
But uh, Foles, Matt Ryan, uh, Jared Goff, Josh Allen, uh, Baker, Mayfield, um, Tannehill, Cousins, Cam Newton, Burrow, Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, Teddy Bridgewater, Tom Brady, Stafford and Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson and Dak, Aaron Rodgers. This will make sense later. It will make sense later, but I'm just going to leave you with that. Have a great rest of the pod, everybody. I hope you enjoy it. Doug and I had fun with it. And uh, uh, let me know how it goes. Let me know. uh, Give me your feedback. Shoot me some DMs. Let me know what's up. Let me know what I missed. And uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. I'll be posting some memes tomorrow. Thanks, guys. All right, and we are here, Doug and I, talking week three. Big day for the Brownies. Niners got right. Doug is podcasting from the Deucer. He's at a party and has stepped out to continue our weekly, our our new three-week-old weekly tradition. So I'm thankful for Doug. Doug, what are your initial thoughts on today? Um, well, yeah, I am, uh, I'm, I'm potting for my friend's mother's bathroom. Um, everybody else in this house right now is, uh, pretty ripped. <laughs> so I've managed to stay sober enough to do this with you, buddy. I was looking forward to it. Um, All right. I love it. I, was, I, I was looking it. forward to it because I get to talk about the two and one Browns, which is their first winning record since like 2014 or 15, which is sad, but Hey, we're a winning football club right now. Yeah. I am. I thought it was. I 2014 just sounds too recent. I'm. I'm shocked it's that recent. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah. Overall thoughts on the day is uh, there's two quarterbacks out there kind of having some kind of redemption season. Um, Sunday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers again looking great, and the other one I'm referring to is Cam Newton and the Patriots getting a big win against the Raiders. Um, but yeah, you know, like what, what were your thoughts on Sunday Night Football? I, so I got, I got, I got two separate thoughts. Do you want to hear the Breeze ones or the Rogers ones? Um, say the best for the last, so Rogers first. <laughs> okay. Um, the Packers may have cost themselves a very deep playoff run. And like they went to the NFC Championship game last year, but they could have, they might have cost themselves a, a, a Super Bowl or at least another deep playoff run by not investing in either the defense. I, I like, I'll buy that they don't need the offensive weapons because of Rodgers and Lazard and Scantling and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Let's just say there's enough on the offense. All right. So all the hysteria over. They need uh, – Rodgers needs a weapon. Let's just say they've put that to rest. But that Alvin Kamara run – Kamara went 52 yards on like a on a dump-off pass and didn't look like he was even breaking a sweat, and the Packers could not tackle him. Broke four or five tackles where they just could not get him down. I know it's Alvin Kamara, but like how do you – how do you – how do you have Aaron Rodgers? I, we, we're going to go back to this. We've been we've been talking about this, but how do you have Aaron Rodgers this late in his career and not try and improve the players that actually get on the field? Yeah, yeah. That first round pick is was a boneheaded mistake, and and you're absolutely right. If it does, you know, if they do fall just short, if they're one play short, if they're one defensive stop short when they need it, that's what you can reference. Yeah, but if, um, yeah. yeah. About Alvin Kamara, too. You were right there. We were talking on Thursday about him having more than 81 receptions this year. 13 receptions, 139 yards, and two touchdowns today. That's pretty good receiving numbers for a running back. Yeah, that's pretty good receiving numbers for Jerry Rice. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. But, yeah, I just can't – I just can't get past the – every time I see Rodgers – it's like because – and especially because you've got the – you've got the yin and yang, you've got the dichotomy in, in arm talent on full display between Rogers and breeze. And you're looking at Rogers who 
while is probably at the tail end of his prime, still looks like prime Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Except for like, there was like one play where he wasn't, normally he had, he's got that like, that reverse spin move he does in the pocket to get away from a sack. And, and he wasn't quick enough to get that, to pull that off. And he, and he took a sack on it. But other than that, he looks like prime Aaron Rodgers. And to not try and make the 22 guys, the 21 other guys that actually play uh, significant downs better, to not improve the talent from those other 21 guys and waste it on basically a third-string running back and a second- or third-string quarterback, like yeah. that if you know like you said if they come up a play short you know we're going to be sitting there going like okay does does the linebacker that went to the chargers or the linebacker that went to the the ravens do either of those guys like make the do either of those guys make the difference right so yeah. um because yeah. they lost they lost Blake Martinez who was a a machine against the Niners today yeah and, lost to the Giants yeah, I mean they they let that guy go and 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 I'm not sure they replaced him with anybody. So anyways, yeah. that's my those are my Rogers yeah, thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Well now let's talk about the ones I want to hear. The Drew Brees thoughts. There are twenty two better quarterbacks in the NFL than Drew Brees right now. Father time, undefeated. I would take I mean, that team with three points. He had, he had three touchdown passes, but yeah, it wasn't enough. Like I would like, and you can't, you can't not challenge like the whole field. I mean, this is the, this is the thing that everybody wants to rip on, on, you know, the young quarterbacks or, you know, uh, that, or like a Jimmy G or, you know, a uh, 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 Joshua Allen um, that like, Hey, they can't make all the throws. Well, fucking breeze can't make, a significant amount of the throws and you can, you know, you don't need to single, you can, you can, you, you don't, you don't need safety help on anything that's deep. Right. So now life gets tougher for everybody else on that team because they know where the passes are going and everything turns into like every play for breeze is basically like it's being run from the 10 yard line where like the defense knows that, they don't have to worry about anything behind them and they can just look at the shit that's in front of them. And you know, the, it's hard. It's, that's more guys, more confined space, harder hits, tighter windows. Um, and, uh, just, you know, he's, he, at this point he's hurting, like he is hurting that team and shit. I didn't, I said 21 and I might even, I might even plug Jameis in there for 22 that they're, they're legitimately might be 22 better quarterbacks for that team right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's overcome being a small quarterback for all these years. Now he's got to overcome that height issue and, you know, lack of arm talent. Um, those are two big hurdles. And, uh, yeah, he old. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that video of him throwing passes to his kids. I mean, that's, that's you know, where they're jumping on the couch and shit. That, that's their entire offense right now is like – just little, sw- little swing passes, right? And little slants and swing passes. And then just hopefully Kamara can make everybody miss. Yeah, hopefully the, hopefully the Packers forget. Hopefully the team forgets to tackle. Hopefully, the, you know, Kamara is able to, to you, know, you know, average 10 yards a catch out of the backfield. And, you know, if, if you do that, they've, that's the thing. They've got enough talent that you could have another check down quarterback in there, but the one that could – actually challenge deep i mean i emmanuel sanders caught the last long pass of his career last year like that's he's he's not getting you know he's he's not gonna catch a 40 yard bomb over the top from drew Brees, and even at like 32 or 33 he can still do that and he's just you know they they brought in another guy but for no fucking reason yeah, so let's say the Saints lose a couple games. Do you see them benching Breeze? Like if they, I mean, they got the Lions and the Char, or yeah, the Lions and the Chargers and the Panthers next. 
So those are all very winnable games with Breeze. Yep. Uh, but if you lose any of those games, you start thinking about going to Jameis? I mean, I think we could really – we could realistically see a Peyton Manning last year with Denver Brock Osweiler situation where, like, they decide that, you know, Breeze gets a little banged up or something, right? And they decide, okay, we're going to give Jameis like four or five games. And if he can't pull it off, they'll bring him back for kind of week 17 and they'll take it as far as they can. Um, you know, they'll ride, you know, if Jameis can't pull it off, they'll, they'll ride it as far as they can with, uh, with Breeze for the playoffs. But it's a talented enough team to, win, to beat bad teams. But I think the Packers just – they're – not a bad team. They're the high scoring team in the league. And I don't think, I don't think Breeze can run at that level. I don't think he can play at that level anymore where he's got to like help a team keep up with the highest scoring team in the league. And especially without Michael Thomas. Yeah, true. And, and again, I mean, Lions, Chargers and Panthers, sure. They could win those games. But after that, it's Bears, Buccaneers, Niners, Falcons, Broncos, Falcons are winnable. Eagles, Chiefs, Vikings, Panthers. So yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, they might, I think they're. I think they're a wild card team at this point. I think that's their hope. Is they're their wild card team. Yeah. Because yeah. like I, I think I think the Bucks are good enough to overtake them. So yeah, Brady's starting to get more comfortable. Yeah. No, I mean, granted, you you know, a lot of guys will look comfortable against the Broncos, but um, yeah, you know, it's. Uh, anyways, it's I, you know, I'm. I'm not a. Uh, okay, I'm obviously a Breeze hater, but it's not like Breeze hate. It's just like it was – it grew from this like – it was a, a counterpoint to all the Brady's system quarterback shit. And it was like, well, you want to see an actual system fucking quarterback, right? Look look down in Louisiana. And, and now that he's like – he's a game manager now. Yep. And he's putting the ball in the right spots and they're not asking him to go win the game and, you know, shit like that. I mean, Kamara is the home run hitter on that team. Michael Thomas, when he gets back, he's the, you know, he's the reliable, you know, uh, doubles guy. Right. But like uh, breeze isn't breeze is not a difference maker. Again, man, I'd take 20, I'd take 22 other guys that I think. And, and, the 22 other guys might not be as accurate and they might not know the offense as well and they might throw more interceptions, but they're at least going to make the defense respect the deep ball. And, you know, Breeze isn't doing that. I mean, credit to Sean Payton. He's like, somehow he's, he's you know, he's, he's getting a guy that can't throw the ball past 20 yards, you know, getting him three touchdowns and they're, they're almost keeping up. But, yeah, this yeah, – this, this division um... – Tampa Bay is two and one. New Orleans one and two. Carolina one and two. Atlanta zero oh and three. Tampa Bay could run away with it. I think we'll see. It's still early. Still got a lot of football. Yeah, and that you know, like you said, they got three winnable games coming up. So yeah. you know, this is the soft part of their schedule. But uh, um, yeah, the Saints being one and two is uh, is a little wild. Definitely a surprise. Uh Seahawks, Cowboys. The Cowboys wow. are now one and two, but tied for first. The first place one and two Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Um, you and I were both high on them, me a little higher than you. And uh, I had the opportunity to be a Cowboys fan today for about four hours. Yeah. And it, it was excruciating. Just yeah, I mean, they, man, the Close game last week, close game this week. Um, yeah, you don't want to hear this, but Russell Wilson is the MVP for, for the first three weeks unless, unless Mahomes throws six touchdown passes tomorrow. This is how 2020 is going for me. I've lost <laughs> – I, I, I lost a job. Now, granted, I ended up with getting a better one, but I, yep. I lost a job. I had a dog die. Uh, and now Russell Wilson and Josh Allen are the two leading candidates for MVP at this point in the season. So this is how yeah. 2020 is going for me. Yeah, it's uh, truly raining shit on not Joe Flacco. <laughs> right, right. Uh, um, oh, and yeah, he, my, I, I feel your pain, dude, because he is 
very impressive to watch. It's similar to how I feel about Lamar Jackson in our division. Like he is he's fun to watch. He's a, he's good, dude. But it sucks that he's on the team I hate the most. Yeah, and and I have I have gotten uh, like I. I'm not trying to. I don't have an argument for like Russell Wilson sucks. I just don't have one. This is right. this isn't like, you know, the the no that he hasn't gotten an MVP vote thing. I actually understand, and I went through like year by year and was like, okay, here's why, here's why, here's why, and here's why. But here, despite how good Russell Wilson lo- is and looks and is playing and this let Russ cook thing, you know, all the Seahawks in the comments saying like, God, if they just open up the offense, blah, blah, blah. Um, But the, I don't know how this defense that has given up now 450 yards to Matt Ryan, 397 plus 50 yards rushing to Cam, 472 to Dak, I don't know how I, – I just don't know how they're going to – like, that doesn't, that, that doesn't seem like a – like, that doesn't seem like a Super Bowl-winning team. I mean, if they play the Chiefs, but Patrick Mahomes will throw for more yards than the Mississippi State quarterback. Yeah. He'll, be like seven, he'll have 700 yards passing against this team. I just don't yep. – I don't know like how I, uh, Like I said when we uh, – beginning of the year – their defense might be bad when you have the better quarterback with less than two minutes and he has the ball. That's what it takes. Five touchdowns. I, I, I mean, like most, most, most touchdowns, most touchdowns through three weeks in history. I get it. I'm looking like, I'm, I get it. They look, they, they look amazing. And DK Metcalf, like how that guy dropped to the second round is uh, Mike Momula cost him a ton of money. Um, you know, uh, Kevin White cost him a ton of money. Uh, yeah. You know, there's those workout warrior guys cost him a ton of money. And the Seahawks lucked out with an absolute monster. Granted, you know, he would have had an extra touchdown today if not for, you know, a little bit of showboating. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't – I'm acknowledging that the offense looks amazing. I, I get it. I just don't. I just don't see how how you can have. I'd be up at night right now, worried about the passing defense. Yeah, I mean, having to rely on a shootout victory by your, you know your offense is not ideal. Everybody wants balance, but damn, dude, fourteen touchdowns. Yeah. Two weeks. But I mean, start. like the 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 Seahawks keep getting the ball last is kind of the the thing right it's like one of these a couple of times this season they're not going to have the ball last and if you're if you're within seven or eight points of this team and you've got three minutes to go you can score on them yeah and honestly if i'm the cowboys and switch it over to them they have nothing to worry about their division is garbage they don't have to even be above 500 to win that division yeah they could be seven and nine and still make the like yeah uh, yeah so, but yeah, Dak Prescott, 472, three touchdowns, but he also had three turnovers. So, you turn the ball three times, you turn it over three times, you don't deserve one. Yeah. And the la- that last one, man, uh, like, you know, it's like he, he does everything. He scrambles, he spins out, sticks his hand in the ground, is able to stay up. And then just like the play must have happened too fast or something. And I think he thought he had to throw it into the end zone, but. He could have chucked that thing out of bounds and gotten one more crack at it, you know, where it wasn't a completely broken play. Um, so just the tiniest bit more awareness to to try and you know take another shot at that would have been uh, would have been huge for them. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I guess let's get into. Uh, Let's get into the pick 'em. Let's do it. So, um, yeah. So the first game, uh, well, we already talked about the Dolphins Jaguars. We yeah, we don't need to get into that. Bears Falcons. Uh, Falcons. I took an L here. I did not. 
There you go. I did not. I uh, I took the um, Bears and the points. I did not trust the Falcons' defense. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I mean, they brought in big meaty Nick Foles, and he he put up what twenty points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. So big dick Nick. <laughs> yeah. Three, three, yeah, three touchdowns from uh, big swinging dick Nick, and I I don't know. I mean, Dan Quinn can't make it to. He can't make it to breakfast. I yeah, just, I mean, if he, if he coaches three more games, I'd be surprised. If he coaches three more quarters, I'd be blown away. Yeah. Like, I just – they've got a game uh, – they've got a 5-15 game. They have the Monday night yeah. game. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think they've got the Monday night game. Well, yeah, they got Monday the Monday night, night game. They, dude, they're they're gonna go into that Monday night game at the Packers. So here's a here's the perfect day. No, no, so normally you'd fire them on the bye week, right? Right. And the, but the bye week for them doesn't come until middle of November. But like this is your last long week. So you fire them tomorrow, and you've got a regular seven days to kind of try and put it together. But I just I I can't I can't see him coaching next. I mean, like they're gonna go into next week nationally televised game and get slaughtered at the Packers. Now, if they make it, if he makes it through the Packers, we might end up with another year like last year where he kind of saves his job because then he goes at Vikings, Lions, at Panthers, Broncos, and they could be four and four coming out of that but that would be the worst possible thing for this team is for them to is for them to end up four and four they could be five and four because the broncos come after that jesus god uh, it's gonna happen okay it's he he either gets fired today tomorrow or it's gonna happen again they're gonna save his job and he'll be back next year and we're gonna just we're we're gonna be on repeat. I just gotta make sure I store my memes. Like Dan Quinn should have been fired last year is like an evergreen meme at this point. They should have fired him after the Super Bowl. The loss. That's when they should have fired him. They had they had Kyle Shanahan on they had Kyle yeah, Shanahan on what's that? Yeah, after blowing that big lead. Well, it's like you have Kyle Shanahan on staff. Your franchise quarterback just won an MVP. And you bet on the guy who doesn't have an offensive system. Because you think you've got Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan will be good for anybody. But he just won the fucking MVP. They, they, they could have just canned – they could have canned him right then and there after that loss, given the team to Kyle Shanahan and said – you know, it's yours. Now, they might have gotten ridiculed for that because Shanahan didn't call a run play and all this other shit, but who would you rather have at this point, Kyle Shanahan or Dan Quinn? Jesus. So, that's – that's there's there's another hot take for you is that Dan Quinn shouldn't have even made it to last year. He should have been fired after the Super Bowl. They should have, they should have hung on to Shanahan. Always hang on to the offensive guy. Always. Unless you've got Belichick. So. Um, what else? Rams, Bills. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to start eating some crow here on Josh Allen. Oh, we lost Doug for a minute. We're going to wait for Doug to come back. Anyway, I've got some. I don't know if I've got apologizing to do. I don't think I'm going to apologize. It's not. I'm not going to apologize for it. Josh Allen was a very bad quarterback in years one and two. He was not as good as Christian Ponder was in years one and two. He has been very, very good. Now, that crazy, that like stupid fucking face mask penalty aside, and the, I mean, if, let's just play the if game, right? That face mask penalty plus an actual no call on that bogus pass interference 
And maybe we're talking that Josh Allen is kind of at least maybe got a crack in the a, a chink in the armor. Doug, you back? I'm back. Oh, he's back, baby. Sorry. <laughs> so you heard you 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 came in there at the end, but you know I'm thinking, you know what I I started out with. Josh Allen is was not a very good quarterback the last two years. He's been great this year, and but there was a bullshit pass interference call called on the last drive that bailed him out of a stupid face mask penalty that he got called for. Really? And yeah, he grabs the defender's face mask trying to get away from him. They get knocked back 15 yards on like the next play or two somewhere in there. Uh, kind of this super sketchy pass interference call against the Rams. And uh, not that I feel sorry for the Rams at all, but um, especially after the Jalen Ramsey thing. But, the, you know, Josh Allen got bailed out today. But he had a great game, four touchdowns, 311 yards, another 60% completion today. He looks like a changed man. Doug, bullying works. He also ran one in, so five touchdown day, right? What a douchebag. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's tough to say. You know, he's playing great through three games. This is a 16-game schedule, so. But, you know, maybe, maybe he's turned around. You know, people can do that. It's, uh, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's my point in the offseason when I was looking, because I was like, okay, I'd never thought about Josh Allen much other than to think that he was just white Cam Newton. And then, you know, so when I started pulling his stats and everything, I was, I was blown away that in terms of the guys that he was lumped in with, when you pull, like, his, his, his numbers, right, his yards per attempt, his completion percentage, when you pull all those together, like, Christian Ponder was the best guy on that list. And Josh Allen wasn't even the best guy on that list. It was Christian Ponder that was the best guy on that list. And, and oh, I'm like, man. okay, this, I'm like, these guys don't, you know, and everybody's like, oh, he's young, he's getting better. And I'm like, yeah, but that's what everybody said about these guys. Well, Josh Allen has kind of proven that he might be the exception, like proven that he might. He's opened the door to the possibility that he might be different than these, those other guys. And, uh, you know, yeah, four touchdowns passing and a rushing touchdown. What a – that's he's, – he's been remarkable. He's a top two MVP guy. Him, Rodgers – Top three guy, Russ Rogers, and him. And then the other, the other one will be whoever plays better tomorrow night. Chiefs Ravens. Yeah. Oh God, dude, it is going to be a it is going to be a gross MVP contest this year. It is going to be nuts. Yeah. Did you pick uh, the Bills with the two and a half points? In our I did. I did. I didn't. Nice. I think we both had that one. I didn't like the the Rams traveling east, um, and I just thought the Bills defense was. I thought the Bills defense was going to be good enough that they wouldn't – if they got it, I didn't think they'd get a 25-point lead. I sure as shit didn't think that they'd blow it. But yeah. uh, uh, anyway, the memes were like boomeranging. Everybody was like comparing the Bills to the Falcons, and it was like the entire feed was just like Bills logos transitioning into Falcons logos. Then all of a sudden, the Bills win, and it's just kind of like, you know, a Canadian Cutler went psych and uh, – um, they uh, they pulled it off. So yeah, I know you don't watch too much college football, but Texas Tech had a big lead on Texas yesterday. Quarterback for Texas Tech throws a touchdown, does the horns down sign, boom! Texas reels off <laughs> reels off a bunch of points, wins in overtime. Jeez. So, uh, all right, cool. So yeah, so we both got that right. Um, next game I see here is the Bengals and the Eagles, and just yeah, I feel bad for the Eagles. This uh, they they uh, this was a tie twenty three twenty three and they were six and a half point favorite at home. And who did you take? I took the Bengals. Okay, me too. All right, we both won that one. Yeah, yeah. The Eagles look terrible, and they get Sunday night against the Niners. Yeah, that should be a beatdown again. So a Niners team that well, we'll get to the Niners. Yeah. Uh, you. Um, First tie of the year, two teams uh, not going to go anywhere this year, I think. And, uh, I mean, I, I'd, I think I'd, at this point, I'd probably rather have – I mean, 
Wentz didn't. Uh, Wentz played like shit. I take it. Yeah, like it was like it was like sub five yards per attempt. He played like garbage. And um, anyways, he just played like yeah, garbage. I, I, you, you, there's an argument that you want Burrow over Wentz right now if you had to pick between the two. I would take Burrow. Like contract aside and everything else aside, just like I'd probably take Burrow. Absolutely, I would too. Yeah. Um, we talked brownies at the top. I picked the Redskins because I thought that the six – I thought the Browns would win, but I picked I, – I thought they'd be a lot closer. It was not close. It was 34-20. Props to the brownies. Yeah, so brownies follow the recipe. Give it to Nick Chubb. What a sad – did you see his touchdown runs today? Yeah. People bounce off him. It's fun to watch. <laughs> He's um he's a good he's a good one and they still found sixteen carries for Kareem Hunt. Like, Kareem Hunt two touchdowns as well I think today. Uh yeah uh, uh one receiving. Or one receiving yeah yeah. So, and uh, yeah. you know I don't think I don't think Baker and Odell Beckham need to put up huge numbers this year I think they just need to like I've been saying pop a couple over the top keep running the ball keep giving the ball to Hunt and Chubb dude. Our offense over 30 points again this week. Um, but your rookie card values are dropping with all these turnovers uh, for Dwayne Haskins. I saw him throw a couple. Yeah. It's... In, the, in the first half. I, I was literally watching the first half while driving. Very dangerous. <laughs> Mountains. Um, but, yeah, I lost connection, so I didn't see a lot of the second half. I'm going to rewatch it tonight. The, um, yeah, I mean – Good thing I, I Haskins doesn't make up the majority of my portfolio. You know who does? Anthony Davis. You know who's going to win Finals MVP? Anthony Davis. So, if they win, it's probably going to be because of LeBron. Go Heat. <laughs> so yeah, we're okay. So Doug, uh, all Cleveland sports, all the time, um, was bitter as hell, uh, and rightfully so after the decision and probably wanted LeBron to die, um, came back, wins the Cavs a title, leaves for L.A. How are we feeling right now? We're, we're in go-heat territory? Um, so you hit it right on the head, yeah. When he left the first time, I was angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but after a year or two, you know, I was like, all right. You know, he's a young guy. He, he grew up in that part of the country leaving to kind of get away and grow I you know I kind of justified it after after a couple of years and then when he came back that was just like holy shit LeBron's back and he delivered he got us our title but um as you mentioned I'm uh I'm a Cleveland fan first and foremost not a LeBron fan so uh, I don't wish any ill will towards him he, he won our championship he wins one with the Lakers I won't be mad um I still because there are a lot of LeBron haters out there and that's kind of annoying because the guy I mean He's been to more finals than a bunch of franchises. Yeah, all the uh, three. Yeah. So I I'm at LeBron, but I'm not rooting for the Lakers. Certainly they've they've won enough. Yeah, okay. That works. Thank yeah. you. Basketball talk brought to you by Nacho Flacco and Doug. <laughs> there you go. Um okay, so, so we got that yeah, out of the way. Two and one. We got we got the Cowboys next week. I'm feeling good about it. Brownies Cowboys, huh? Yep. Well, you're you're certainly going to be able to put up some points. I mean, if you're going to pass, if, you know, if Baker and uh, Odell are going to break out at any point, any game, it's going to be this one. The Cowboys can't stop anybody. Yeah, it's in Dallas, so high school game I'm hoping for. So the uh, next game up is Titans-Vikings, and Kirk Cousins has not – so Kirk Cousins has only beat seven teams has only won seven games in his career against teams with winning records. And two of those are against the saints in the playoffs and the Viking saints playoff game from last year is the last time that Kirk cousins won a game. Yeah. But the son of a bitch covered the spread lost this one. Yeah. I lost this one too. This would, this, this would have been a money line. I would have bet the money. If I was betting real money, this is a money line bet for me. I, I'm taking – if I've got a good team, uh, I'm taking the money line against against the Vikings. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Titans 31-30. Yeah, Cousins, I mean, he had three touchdowns, but yeah, like you said, he just he's not quite good enough to win against good teams. So I mean, but, and 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 obviously all these pages follow Nacho Flacco, and they know that their season's on the line every time they play Kirk Cousins. And so it's like it's like what the Niners are getting right now. They're getting everybody's best shot because your season's online. You got to know whether you measure up. And if you lose to Kirk Cousins, you pack it in. Yeah, pack it in because you're. It is not your year if you lose to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, especially with the defense not where it was the last few years with them losing some guys and Hunter, their best pass rusher, not uh, being available for the first couple games because of injury. Um, so if you have a good defense and you're relying on your offense to run the game to keep you in it, and then all of a sudden the defense sucks, it's a bad recipe for Kirk Cousins. Now, did you uh, did you have the Pats or the Raiders? I lost this game. Same. Um, Thirty-six to twenty. I had the Raiders. I thought the Patriots would win, but I thought it would be closer. Um, Patriots flex some muscle after losing a close game against Seattle last week. Um, Cam Newton, baby, he's going to keep rolling. I would rather see a Cam Newton redemption story than a Josh Allen breakout season. That's think you would too. Yeah. Um, I, think, I, I think uh, Cam and Belichick both having massive chips on their shoulder is, um, is just – it's just perfect is what it is. It's just perfect. Uh, so, I like it too. Now, when did they – when did the Pats and the Bills play each other? The Pats and the Bills? Um, they it's like have, week seven? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's coming up soon. And I think it's both um they're close together, aren't they? Both times they play. Yeah, they're at so um they play your Niners on the And the the Pats have the Chiefs next week. God, the Chiefs go Ravens Pats. Gosh, and they probably thought this game until they signed Cam. They probably thought this game was going to be a walk in the park. And now all of a sudden we got and and, and you for, we 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 keep talking about Cam and Cam and Cam and Cam and Cam. But the Pats lost more guys to COVID, the COVID opt out than any team in the league. And they're still plugging along. Yeah, defense is still performing and and when you got a guy like Rex Burkhead getting three touchdowns, tell you what. Can't stop Rex, man. Can't stop Rex. Um, um, I I bet against my own team in the next one. Shame on you. Shame on you, my friend. I didn't. I got this one right. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was going to be a blowout. I think the Giants are real bad. Certainly bad enough for uh, our buddy Trevor to quote, unquote, whoops, I missed the podcast after this 36 to 9 shellacking. Happened to just skip this one, just uh, forgot it was Sunday, maybe. Um, I now I've got I've got two Niners fans buddies, or sorry, uh, Giants fans buddies. Trevor's one of them. Um, my buddy Steve is the other one, and I texted Steve. So the Giants, with like the last play in the third quarter, it was fourth and one on like their own thirty-yard line. And they tried a QB sneak that failed. And it was then that I realized the Giants had given up on their season. Like, yeah, third quarter, down two scores. You've got a rookie, a second-year quarterback that's supposed to be the future of the franchise. And you're trying to QB sneak on your own 30 against a team that is missing somewhere between 11 and 35 starters. <laughs> and, and they go for a QB sneak. Um, and they've missed it, and then the Niners just poured it on after that. But that, that to me, was not the turning point in the game because the Niners were already up two scores, but that's when even – and I, anyway, I texted Steve, and he goes, he goes, I'm watching the red zone, man. <laughs> I mean, the, the uh, he goes, I'm watching the red zone, man. What happened? I'm like, yeah, your team just fucking gave up on the season, bro. So, um. Anyways, I don't – Niners looked – you know who I'm, you know I'm happiest for and, and most pleased about is that while the Niners are completely banged up, the only guy they're missing 
that won't come back is Bosa. And uh, we're going to get Debo back. And Ayuk had, the rookie had 100 yards and 100 yards uh, all purpose and a touchdown today uh, on a 19 yard, you know, kind of uh, end around. So, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, uh, this was a nice performance by the first round pick for you, 70 yards receiving and then the, the rushing touchdown. Yeah. It, I mean, and he just glides, man. He doesn't look like he's running hard. Like Debo looks like the like he's hurt in the ground. He runs like, you know, like a little Adrian Peterson. Um, but Ayuk yeah. just glides, man. It's just like big, long strides, and he just kind of gets through. And, um, God, the Niners are going to be able to run those kind of like jet sweep, end-around things from either side of the field with either of those guys at any given time. And my pee-pee moved. That's what just happened right there. Pee now. I get it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, tech- I picked up Jared McKinnon because I had a bunch of injured running backs. He had me a touchdown, but it looks like I should have picked up Jeff Wilson Jr. He had two scores. Uh, yeah, he's um, the, I mean, the, and and hasty. Uh, we go six deep. I feel like at running back. Yeah, wow. Wilson, Te- Wilson, and uh, you know, it's like they should. Tevin Coleman, I don't think is worth it anymore to keep. Like. There's um, from, right? there's there's better use of of those carries for sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, great win for the 49ers. Mullins, three hundred forty three yards in the touchy, thirty six points. Gotta like that from a backup quarterback. Backup quarterback, backup running backs, backup tight end, third string tight end because Jordan Reed got hurt by that fucking turf again. Um. They're hoping it's not that serious. So that would be cool if it wasn't that serious because that would be a significant blow for kind of, you know, we don't have much talent on the outside, but to have two kind of like all-world tight ends on the field at the same time would be fantastic. So hopefully he's not hurt for long. So Who do the 49ers got next week? Uh, Sunday night against the Eagles. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, yeah, yeah so there you go. You got to be feeling good about that. They're, I don't even know if the Eagles are better than the Giants right now. It's pretty sad. And, uh, yeah, Eagles, Dolphins, home against the Rams. And then it gets tricky. Well, yeah. it gets tricky with the Rams because home against the Rams, at Patriots, at Seahawks, which is a really – we've done that once before where we've had to – we're on the road for both of those games. Last time that happened, it was uh, Kaepernick. We beat the Patriots, lost to the Seahawks. Um, And then, but like Rams, Patriots, Seahawks, Packers, Saints, Rams, Bills. Tough, tough finish. But you'll be fine. That is seven straight against, and that's seven straight. And I think the worst team in there is the Saints. Yeah. And that's on the road. So, oh, seven straight and two of them are back-to-back road games. So, anyway, fuck me, right? Win. Um, I had the Steelers in the next one. Steelers-Texans, I didn't watch much of it. I, the Texans are just an epically boring team to me right now. Yeah, Texans at Steelers. Steelers were favored by three and a half points. They won 28-21. I thought this would have been a more lopsided game than it was. But again, I think we were talking about the Texans and the Panthers last week being some teams that are going to lose a lot of close games this year. Yeah, they're on the bad side of the – they're the good bad teams. Like the – they're – you know, they get to six and ten, seven and nine, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, at this point, at this point, you know, bottoming out for the Texans, as long as Deshaun Watson stays healthy, bottoming out for the Texans might not be a bad idea. Because um, at least then you've, you've got to – at least then they're looking at at least getting a new GM, if not firing Bill O'Brien entirely from both roles. Yeah. And, again, the Steelers' defense is scary. Um, yeah, it's it's gross. As good as I feel about the Browns this year, still that much more worried about the Ravens and Steelers. They're both playing excellent so far. Yeah, I mean, 
the sixth or seventh spot in the, in the playoffs is I think that would be America. Like that would, that would be just a fantastic result for, for the Brownies. But I don't, I, the top two spots I think would be in that division are going to be super difficult. Yeah. Uh, well, do we have to talk about the Jets? I'm kind of over them. Do we have, like, this is a waste of time. Ten and a half point dog. They got beat 36 to seven by the Colts. Uh, Jets are a bunch of losers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, my inspiration for starting the meme page was uh, old Gary V. You know, he's like, he's like, do you know, do what you love. You know, if you're gonna make a page, don't do it about something that you can't see yourself doing for free. Well, guess what? I do it for free. Uh, and uh, but yeah, five years ago, I decided to start a meme page basically because I wanted to figure out how Instagram worked. Um, and here we are now wasting your, t now you're sitting in a bathroom because of Gary V and, <laughs> and I did a, I did a, uh, I did a Twitter search for tweets sent from Gary V that contain the word fuck. And somehow he says, he sends off a tweet with the word fuck in it every seven days, just right in a row. Huh? Seven yeah. days. And is there... Oh, you know, they play football every Sunday, every seven days. Right, and it, and it, and it happens on Sundays, and, and he's a Jets huh. fan. Huh, very linear. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to get back to you on what I think the reason for that is, but I don't, you know, it's something in there. Yeah, I'm over talking about the Jets unless we're talking about next year's draft. Yeah, we're good. Sweet. Uh, Panthers-Chargers was the next game. Chargers were a seven-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Panthers with their rookie quarterback. No, the, uh, the, the, the Panthers were the underdog. Correct. Yeah, Chargers, yeah, Chargers were favored to win by seven-and-a-half. With a rookie quarterback making his second start ever. Just because, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we went Panthers. I went Panthers. I took Panthers, too. All right. We, we, we won that one. Yeah, so again, I think the Panthers are going to be involved in a lot of close games. They got this one. Uh, yeah, I, you know, uh, this is just a nothing game to me. I, I was just like, I, what did Justin Herbert do? Just because, like, we've been, I've been telling, I've been calling him tall Blaine Gabbert, but he throws. Oh, he, actually, he had 300 yards, 300 yeah. yards, for touchdown, so he, you know, it wasn't terrible. He's like, they and and again, this goes back to I'm gonna try not to say this every week, but if Justin Herbert is able to do this with and I, it's because of the weapons around him, it's because he's got Keenan Allen, because he's got Mike Williams, it's it's because of all of this shit, and uh, you know you you could have done this with Cam Newton, you know. You use that yep. use that seventh pick on somebody else. You could have given Cam a two year contract, you know, fifteen million, you know, insured right. for injury, and uh, they'd be a playoff team. But instead, yep. they're here yep. because they, they wanted Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Tyrod, true nice guy. Uh, next game was Cowboys at Seahawks. We kind of hit on this already. I missed I lost this, this one. Yeah, I thought the, I thought it'd be a closer game, but Seahawks won by touchdown. Yeah, this uh, is back to back to back. The Seahawks are now two and zero in one score games after going like eleven and two last year. So, and that's not a fucking that's not a trend that extends back beyond last year because they were five and five the year before. I'm expecting regression. I was promised regression. I want my fucking regression. Ah, <laughs> it could be coming, but. Um, yeah, I've already said it. Russell Wilson's just just keep just keep playing these one score games and giving up four hundred yards through the air, and they're gonna lose a couple. I promise. I they keep will telling myself sure. that. Um, another waste of grass today was the Buccaneers at the Broncos. Broncos don't have their quarterback; they're a big play wide receiver. They lost twenty-eight to ten. We both took the Buccaneers with those five and a half points, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like. And again, we talked about it in the AFC preview. We talked about it when we were previewing this week. But this is 
John Elway, man, just being like, oh, yeah, Drew Locke. It's Drew Locke or bust. He's our guy. He can't do it. No one can. And, well, they have they actually don't have anyone playing quarterback. Yeah, they actually uh, – did you see Mark Griffin's son got some reps at the end of the game today? Like as a ball boy? <laughs> he, he had a helmet and a jersey and everything. Dude, that is super cool. Like, I didn't think – like, that's crazy that, like, they would have, like – after all this, like, they pull a fan out of the stands and just let him play quarterback, and it happens to be Mark Rippon's son? That is fucking wild. Yep. Hey, 2020, Corona year. Yeah. COVID-19, crazy stuff. Hey, good result in the next game for me. I got it wrong, but I'm happy to get it wrong. Cardinals lose one. They fall into a tie for second place with the 49ers. Uh, I'm not going to give them credit for the head-to-head matchup against the 49ers, so we're just going to call it a tie for second place. Um, But somehow the Cardinals lose a home game to the Detroit Lions and my man, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, they were favored by five and a half points. They lost by three. Um, That's the Cardinal team I thought they would be this year. Uh, Cardinals lose, Rams lose, Seahawks, Niners win. My uh, division predictions took a step in the right direction today. That entire division is a combined nine and three. Whammy. Yeah, like them out. Pretty good. Pretty good, man. Pretty yeah. good division. We, uh, at least we can feel good about our divisions being in the top in each conference. Uh, who do you have? Uh, so we've talked Green Bay Packers and the Saints. Who do you have? Did uh, I got the I got it right? I had the Packers. Who do you have? I had this one right as well. Packers over Saints uh, by um, or no, the Saints were favored by three and a half points at home in this one. Yeah, which uh, I thought the Packers were going to win, and they did. So um, Aaron Rodgers. And I've got who do you have tomorrow? Uh, I have the Chiefs. Uh, Rams are, or Ravens are favored by three and a half. I took the Chiefs. I think they can win that game. All right. Well, I was three games behind you coming into this week, and I lost another two points. I got to start picking. Here's here's my my kryptonite right now. Are my kryptonite is betting. I've 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 picked against the Patriots covering the spread twice. Uh, I picked against my own team covering the spread against uh, the lowly Giants. And I keep picking against the Seahawks because I keep expecting them to not cover. And that's the difference. So you're up five games on me right now, and I'm not going to catch up this week because we both have the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think the Cowboys have been the team that I've been, missed every, been missing on pretty much every week, I think. Um, but yeah, through, through three weeks, uh, getting, getting a couple right this week felt good because I've been on the road. So I haven't been spending as much time on, on it as I usually do, but yeah, yeah, man, it's still plenty of time for you to catch up, but a lot of football, a lot of football, a lot of football. All right, brother. Well, Hey, uh, thanks for talking to me. Thanks for potting from the potty. And yes, sir. we should have had Mike Upati on the pod today. But yeah, and then we should probably get Trevor on next week to shame him for not showing up after team took a shellac and get on the pod and take your medicine, Trevor, you son yeah. of a bitch. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks right. for jumping on. We'll talk Thursday. Always. Yep. All right, man. Appreciate All right. it. All right. Take care. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. I hope you liked what I had to say. If you didn't like it, I hope you come back next week and hear more of the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. Help me get that podcast clout. Thanks, guys.
If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Call 1-800-941-2358 to speak with a treatment advisor. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse, for young adults, for adults 50-plus, for LGBTQ patients who wish to seek treatment without worry of stigmas, a confidential program for first responders and military, and a faith-based program. Recovery Centers of America accepts patients 24-7 and is in network with most insurance providers. Don't wait. Call 1-800-941-2358. 800-941-2358.